Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us today for Milwaukee's philanthropic community, where our goal is to highlight people and organizations who are doing great things and making a big difference in our community. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach at Ellen Becker Investment Group. I was reading a volunteer newsletter recently, and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said that life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? Now, we normally interview nonprofit organizations in our community that provide wonderful resources, and they get an opportunity to share how they're making an impact in and around town. According to the National Council of Nonprofits, there are just over 12 million employees, 64 million board members and volunteers, and over 10 million donors directly connected with nonprofit organizations. That's a whole lot of people, right? America's 1.3 million charitable nonprofits feed, heal, shelter, educate, nurture, and inspire people of every age, gender, race, and socioeconomic status from coast to coast, border to border, and beyond. Given the impact nonprofits make nationally and in our community, we happen to think it's important to also feature on our show organizations that provide important services and support to nonprofits. Now, they may be a nonprofit themselves, maybe not, but the bottom line is that they're working with and, and helping these nonprofits so that they can be the best that they can be and they can continue the great work that they do. So my first guest today is Christy Luzar, Executive Director from the Urban Economic Development Association of Wisconsin, or UIDA, whose mission is to focus on their members and their three C's, which are collaboration, capacity building, and connections within the economic development sector. So welcome to the show today, Christy. Good morning, and thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. You are absolutely welcome. I'm not so sure people are aware of all the ways that UIDA supports the nonprofit sector through your programs, through your events, and your other resources. So tell us a little bit more about UIDA, like who you are and what you do. Well, we usually prefer it that way. We prefer to actually focus on the work of our members and partners. And so we are a membership association of people and groups that work in community and economic development. It's as simple as that. We were established in 1997 and recently celebrated our 25th anniversary. We have three main program areas, um, Bank on Greater Milwaukee, which focuses on financial empowerment issues and banking access, Take Root Milwaukee, which is a sustainable home ownership initiative, and then this broad area of capacity building and technical assistance and membership services, where we really try to support the groups in our network. And our goal ultimately through those three C's is to be our member, help our members and partners be better at what they do and to advance the work on key economic and community development initi- initiatives. Okay. Well, uh, I think most nonprofits can figure out how they fit into those three C capacity, uh, building connections, collaboration in some way. But those, again, are things that you specifically at UIDA are focusing on. And we're going to talk a little bit more about some examples of those areas later in the interview. But tell us, um, what kind of members do you have? You talked about, well, the mission being that you want to focus on your members. So who are your members? 
Well, we have four main groups. We have individuals, so people are just interested in these issues or work in some capacity or in the sector, small businesses, nonprofit organizations, and government agencies, and corporate members. Um, financial institutions and funders actually make up a big part of our network, and over 50% of our members are nonprofit organizations as well who are doing work in these spaces. Um, each of these really include people and groups that are engaged in efforts to support what we call thriving communities. And so this looks as varied as whether it's home ownership and affordable housing or financial empowerment, real estate development, small business growth. We do a little bit of advocacy in regional transportation and workforce mobility. And then really thinking about how our corporate partners and funders can increase their investment in underserved communities. Hmm. Okay. So uh, because, again, we want to focus uh, this particular show on how you are supporting the nonprofits, understanding that you're doing a lot of things in other areas too. But tell us um, how exactly UIDA is supporting the nonprofits. Well, those three C's, if we go back to that collaboration, capacity, and connections, um, we do a lot of convening across sectors. And so our role is really to serve as that intermediary to help bring people together around an issue or an effort, an initiative, and really help them connect with each other. And so that can be creating the space to come and talk. We help facilitate those meetings and help people identify points of collaboration. Um, we also do one-on-one -on -one technical assistance or consultation where we just meet with people and talk with them about their needs and sort of say, well, how can we help you? Who in our network is available? What kind of people or groups should we be talking to who could fund your work? Um, those sorts of conversations. And then we have partnerships with other groups that provide similar services. So we really focus for nonprofits on areas like I always say they're the boring areas, the operational issues like financial management, your HR, your board development, all the things you know you have to be doing regularly, you should really keep your eye on, but it's hard often for groups to focus on when they are doing the day-to-day -day mission work. And so it's helpful to have that outside facilitator or partner to really sort of take a look and say, help you think through those areas, what can we do to improve, what kind of resources do we need? And so a lot of our work is really kind of thinking about how we can connect um, and then what some next steps might be. Okay. Uh, are you at liberty to share uh, some examples of nonprofits that you've worked with and maybe some of the uh, things that you've helped them with specifically? Yeah. I mean, we've worked with a lot of neighborhood-based organizations, and one of our main funding sources for some of that work is through the city of Milwaukee and HUD. And so we do a lot of work with HUD-funded agencies that are usually smaller community-based, so Sherman Park Community Association is one we've been working with for some time, and we've been talking a lot with them and working on board development. Um, they've gone through a big executive transition in the last few years, and that's always really hard on small organizations when you've had someone there for a long time. Um, we've helped financial management and accounting systems with via CDC. They are growing. They do a lot more housing development, and they wanted to shift a lot of their accounting work to maybe more online, remote ways. And so we brought in some expertise and found some grant funding to help them get that kind of assistance and figure out how do we do this. And if you think about corporations generally have whole departments of people that do this. But if you are a nonprofit, you're lean or you're small, you don't have people. So you have to really lean on expertise or consultants or other small businesses that provide that kind of service. And so those are kind of good examples like, you know, it's the thing you always know you should be doing. Like, we should really think about how to do this better. Um, and so you just have somebody like us to talk through. And whether it's our staff or one of our partner organizations or one of our consultants that is familiar and do the, does this work, 
that's our role is to really help those organizations connect to that person or that business to, that can get them to that next step. Okay. Well, I appreciate you sharing that because I think uh, if a nonprofit is listening, they may perhaps just have a blank as far as, okay, how would we use this resource? And by sharing some of the ways that you are already doing that in those areas that you just talked about, it might uh, spark something in a nonprofit and, and maybe they're doing some introspection, uh, you know, and say, gee, how can we make our organization even better than they are already? So I appreciate that. So how can people get involved with UEDA? Well, if they visit our website at um, www.uedawi.org, they can take a look and see what our program areas, our members are, but they can also join um, our email newsletter list. And we do this monthly newsletter, and I've heard over the years many times that people really actually read that newsletter. Like, (laughs) (laughs) we all get lots of email. um, But we really design it in a way to keep people informed on not just the issues that are happening in community economic development, but also spotlighting our members and the work that they're doing. And then all of the, like, sort of opportunities, whether it's funding, training, and development. And so it's kind of designed that way, and people really find it helpful. So that's one way to at least start learning about the groups, and particularly the members and other nonprofits. If you're interested in finding someone that you might want to support, that might be a great way to start. Um, if you're interested in a specific issue or organization but not sure we, you know, where to start, we are happy to make a connection, so you can always reach out to us. And then I would say support the work of our members so they're listed there um, and get involved with them and sort of you know, start doing the work that way. Okay. Well, give us that site one more time. So <laughs> maybe give people a chance to uh, grab a pen, and pencil, pen or pencil and uh, some paper to write this down again one more time. Sure. It's U-E-D-A-W-I dot O-R-G. Okay. And again, you'll find lots of good information there, uh, talking uh, a little bit at greater length about what uh, Christy and I were just talking about in this first segment. So I want to be sure that our listeners understand that UEDA doesn't just support the nonprofits like we talked about before. Their membership consists of corporations, foundations, governmental departments, small businesses, students, and individuals who are really interested in making meaningful change in Wisconsin's community. But what we are highlighting on the show today is actually how organizations work with and support the nonprofit sector. So we're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we return, we're going to learn more about another nonprofit organization that provides services and support to the nonprofit sector, but in a little bit different way. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community. I'm your host, Jill Economo. And in our first segment, we learned about the Urban Economic Development Association of Wisconsin, or UEDA, and how they're supporting the nonprofit sector in our community. But there are more organizations like that who offer perhaps different kinds of support. So if you're a nonprofit, you should probably pay close attention because you may want or need to call on these folks to offer some assistance one of these days. My next guest today is Rob Meeksons, Executive Director from the Nonprofit Academy of Wisconsin, or NAWI. Welcome to the show again, Rob. Thanks, Jill. Nice to be back here. I know. I think you've been on a few times before, right? Yeah, I want to become a regular on the show, <laughs> I think. Well, it's been about a year since we talked with you last. Yeah. So 
uh, for those that may not have uh, heard uh, about Nawi, why don't you give us a, a quick lowdown on what you do and, and how long you've been uh, around doing the wonderful things that you're doing? Well, we just celebrated our fourth anniversary, which is uh, you know, a landmark for us, which is great. Um, we Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, we established the Nonprofit Academy in a, in a sense to fill a gap. Uh, there had been a wonderful longstanding organization called the Nonprofit Center of Milwaukee that had been providing capacity building education support to nonprofit organizations, particularly small to mid-size in Milwaukee's central city. And that organization folded after 40 some odd years. And there's, so there's this gap. And my colleague Martha Collins and I came together and we realized that we had a desire to try to fill that gap, providing education, consulting, connections in the same way that Christy talked about it at UIDA, you know, trying to find who's the right person to help the organization being the intermediary and doing that kind of work using what's known as the standards for excellence as the baseline of our approach to helping them. Uh, the standards is a fairly nationally recognized competency model for nonprofit organizations, and so we're trying to use that to bring that into Wisconsin and use that as shared language it's just a lens that the nonprofits can use to look at themselves. Okay. Well, tell us then what, what are you seeing and hearing from the nonprofits these days? Oh, a whole variety of things. You know, a couple of things that I talk about is, you know, when they're talking about financial challenges, obviously, you know, uh, the economy's not the greatest right now. And in recent times, for example, we've seen the inflation that has gone so sky high and one thing that people, the general public may not know is that nonprofits actually rely very heavily on earned income. So more than 31, almost 32% of every dollar that comes into the sector is actually a government contract. So we're doing the work on behalf of the government. And those governments, those contracts remain flat in their amount while the inflation goes sky high. So they're seeing this challenge of flat income while increased expenses, and they have no recourse. You can't go to the government and say, hey, you need to raise the rate. just doesn't work that way. <laughs> so, Unfortunately, uh, right. And then the other one that I'm seeing that I thought I'd point out is the high turnover rates at the upper echelons of the sector. So the executive directors, board presidents, there's a huge turnover happening in Milwaukee right now at both of those two positions. And, I, you know, it happens in cycles, but I'm just noticing that it's happening now, and I'm getting the sense that a lot of it is burnout after the past three years. Mm. I use myself as an example. I'm the board president of a very small nonprofit called the Peace Learning Center, and my term ends the day after tomorrow, and I'm delighted. <laughs> it's been a – nothing crisis has happened, but just helping this organization – that's been working in schools try to get back into the schools now that they're reopening. And it's just been a long and involved process. We had an executive director who left, and we had to do a hiring process. And it's just been a very grueling two years, and mm. I'm, I'm burnt out. <laughs> well, would you say, or what would you say uh, about uh, whether things are getting better or worse as compared to before the pandemic? A little bit of both, actually. <laughs> I think it's both better and worse. On the better side, I think nonprofits have learned something. They've learned how to operate in a different kind of way. Um, I think a great example is the Interchange Food Pantry. 
And it used to be that they had an open door policy and people would come in and shop at this food pantry, which is a wonderful approach to mm -hmm. things. Yeah, during a pandemic, you can't do that. So how do you change things to show the same respect to the people in need that you have of letting them choose their own food in this different kind of environment? And so I spent, I was doing some work with them and spent a day volunteering there. And what they've come up with is that they fill a cart with food and then take it out to the client, to the customer. They call them shopper. And then let them work through what's in the shopping cart. They pick out what they want and return what they don't want. And if they have some special request, they can ask for it, which also allows for a very personalized interaction. Mm, yeah. And we get to talk with the shopper and find out what's going on, who they are, what are some of their challenges. So mm. that's some of the good stuff, I think, you know. Well, what do you think is the most significant change then? Uh, we're losing connection to the regular people in a community. I think the volunteerism is, is significantly down here in Milwaukee, but also around the country. And the number of donors from the middle class and the lower classes has gone way, way down. Um, for a number of reasons, the pandemic is probably one of them, but also the, the change in the tax code, which de-incentivizes giving mm. from the middle to lower income. So there's this disconnect beginning to happen with the street level portion of our community, and we're relying more and more on the mega wealthy mm. who then begin to determine what the sector is going to work on, how it's going to do it, and so we've lost that connection to the broader, or we're losing it. We haven't lost it. We're in danger of losing that connection to the broader community and the, just the civic engagement. Mm. And I think that's something that is teetering. Unfortunate. Yeah, and it's yeah. teetering a little bit, and we need to strengthen that somehow. Hmm. Well, I know you've done a number of organization reviews, you know, looking at operations and governance. Are there any trends that, uh, that you've been seeing? I'm finding uh, many of the not okay. If an organization is asking for a review, they're already thinking about themselves, and that's what I'm seeing is that a lot of the ones that we've done end up. The next thing that they want to work on is to help define who they are and how they operate and how can they align that in more. How can they do more alignment with their values? And let's not have a top-down governance structure, for example the kind of corporate image of this board of directors looking down and judging how things are working, but mm -hmm. how do we become more of a collaborative team approach to things from the operations and the governance? So Kind of like, a, like a, a servant leadership. I mean, when you think about to a the reverse of top-down, that's yeah. what it makes me think of. So, what, you know, a lot of the things that we've been talking about in the webinars that we offer, and Christy and I just did a couple together, is that the board should be the voice of the community in the organization, but the voice of the organization in the community. And it's that bridge between the two. And that's a very different role from that corporate top-down kind mm -hmm. of judgmental approach. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I think people understand that um, collaboration. You had mentioned that you're doing some things with Christy at UIDA. Um, collaboration with others is, is really key when you're trying to provide the best possible service and support to the community. I think it's important to 
partner with an organization that strengthens and enhances and extends, really, the range of services and resources that your particular organization offers. Um, But it's time right now for a quick break, Uh, so we're going to do that. But when we return, we're going to learn more about how UIDA and NAWI work together to offer great services, programs, and resources to the nonprofit sector for maximum impact. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's philanthropic community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo. And so now we've heard from two different organizations, UIDA and NAWI, on what they each do respectively to make an impact in the sector. But as we said before the break, working together can and often does allow for a much greater impact. So let's bring you both back into the conversation. Christy Luzar from UIDA and Rob Meeksens from NAWI. So tell us, first of all, how did you guys come together and what was your goal? Uh, I think I kind of started it. I kind (laughs) of knocked on Christy's virtual door and said, hey, we need to talk. (laughs) And this was, what, about two and a half years ago, maybe? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we'd started the Nonprofit Academy, and I never really thought that it should be a standalone organization. We created it as such just because we had to, but really felt it was more of a potentially a program of, and so started trying to convince Christy that that's what we should do. (laughs) She didn't agree with me right away. (laughs) (laughs) It took you a little bit of time, huh? (laughs) It's because UIDA is a small organization, and we knew we needed to do more in that space. We had um, gotten this contract to work with the city of Milwaukee to provide technical assistance, and I knew I didn't have the capacity. I needed a partner, and so I was like, well, maybe not a full program yet, but I need someone that can help us do this work that right now Christy cannot do on her own. Sure. I've got a couple other consultants I can lean on, but you know, I felt like one of the benefits of this partnership is that Rob just brings a deep experience with nonprofits, but also that model, that standards of excellence, which provides this really great structure and framework to talk to organizations about what where they are at now and where they want to go and what kind of challenges they have in a way that, you know, I think he spoke uh, before about this sort of like top down, maybe feeling judgmental, like having that standards of excellence gives everyone a place to start together. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't become necessarily about judgment of what's not happening or what could be happening, but more about where we are now and where we want to go. And so now we kind of came with that model and I was like, you know, this could really help some of the organizations I know we need to work with. And so let's think about what that looks like. And well, particularly, we were, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, go ahead. We were particularly focusing on the agencies that receive funding from Community Development Block Grant. And mm-hmm. UIDA had received a contract to work with them on capacity building. So we thought, here is a product we can bring to those nonprofits to help them get going in their capacity building work. Well, let's take a little deeper dive into that then, this capacity building services. So what you just talked about is a perfect example of what we said at the at the opening, that when you work together, it it can and often does allow for a much greater impact. So share with, uh, with us today uh, some examples of this capacity building that you offer nonprofits as you work together, as you come together. I think the first one was the um, LGBT community center, wasn't it? Right. I mean, we started really with offering these organizational reviews 
um, as a, a product, a service that you know organizations could take advantage of as part of their funding relationship with the city of Milwaukee. Um, we also talk now about how we can offer that to more nonprofits. So you know, how can we fund that and support that? Um, and so they were one of the first agencies we've worked with groups like the Dominican Center. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be a really good example to spend some time on. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that? We did an organization review with the Dominican Center. And it was a, about, it takes about three months to really do a deep dive into their organization, to their operations and their governance. We don't look at programming. That's not our purview. But it's really how does this organization operate. And it's totally non-judgmental. And we did a fact-finding to share with the, ex- the results with the executive director and with the board president so that there were no surprises and they agreed with everything, and then shared it with both board and staff, not telling them what they need to do, but just what did we see, how were they doing in relation to the standards. Okay. And then based on that, say, what do you want to work on? <clears throat> Excuse me. And they came back with this idea of sustainability which we then took back to Christy and said they really want to work on the sustainability of the human resource at the governance level and their financial structure. Okay. And how can we help them with that? Right. And so we basically used some of our funding to create another project that came out of that organizational review that focused on those two things and worked with their board and their executive staff and sort of on those items and they came out with a plan. They came out with a finance committee. I mean, they had a lot of really great outcomes that kind of set them up for um, what ultimately turned out to be an executive transition. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so the I've seen on the website uh, when I did some research about both your organizations that some of the areas that you provide assistance or uh, support in is in the areas of mission strategy and evaluation, leadership, legal compliance and ethics, finance and operations, resource development, public awareness, advocacy. I mean, these are all areas that, uh, you know, nonprofits could really, um, as you said, take a deep dive into, certainly not all of them at once, but maybe pick one area that they say, you know what, we're, we're maybe not operating optimally in this area and let's bring in some help um, so that we can do that, right? Um in addition, I understand that this partnership that you guys have uh, will also leverage and support this new initiative that that you have called the Nonprofit Lift that began through a collaborative effort in 2021 with others who support nonprofit organizations in Metro Milwaukee. So tell us, tell us a little bit more about that. Well, sure. That is, um, our term for that is intermediaries. So those are organizations that are kind of play that intermediate role between nonprofits and other parts of the sector or with each other. Um, So the the group that we're working with, the Helen Bader Institute of Nonprofit Management, Jobs That Help, Nonprofit Academy of Wisconsin, or NAWI, the Nonprofit Management Fund, UIDA, and Create Wisconsin. And then we've also had some early involvement and continuing support from United Way, and these are all groups that work in different capacities with the nonprofit sector. And we were talking with each other, and Rob initiated a conversation. He and I were talking. We talked to another one. We kind of invited more. And just really about what were we seeing as we were working with the organizations we were working and what could we do together. Um, the Institute had done a number of listening sessions with nonprofits, and we did a num- so we kind of redid those because those were done during the pandemic so we are very prior to the pandemic right Mm -hmm. yeah so we were like what's changed in the last Mm -hmm. two years if you will 
And I'm sure a lot had. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, Some. Yeah, but I mean, the biggest, I think, one of the most significant challenges, I mean, always resource development funding, but human resources. Yep. Oh, recruitment yeah, and imagine. retention of staff yeah. you yeah. know that the nonprofit sector is not immune to that um, and so we really just thought about what could we do together and what came out of that was nonprofit lift and there's two components to it um, one of them fulfills a long time wish list item in the sector so we were very excited about that um, but we really um, you know we really want to think about the strengths of each of our work all these intermediaries and what we were learning and then how could we work together to really do something and how can we stop competing with each other and start mm. figuring out if our goal is to help the sector it makes no sense that we're competing with each other and we need to come together figure out what each one offers and where are the gaps and how do we fill those right and so we were delighted that people were really willing to come together and have that conversation. And not only that, but actually do something very concrete to make it happen. Right. I but think that's so key because we're not working <laughs> against each other. You know, we're all trying to provide the best that we can give to our community. And one can't do it alone. And so, like you said, Rob, you you look at, okay, here's ABC nonprofit, and they do this really well, and here's XYZ, and they do this really well, and let's come together so that we can provide, you know, the best that we can to our community. And then guess what? Everybody benefits, right? right. I mean, some of us focus more on organizations. Some of us focus more on professionals, like in the sector. So how can we leverage the strengths of each of our work to really then make sure that the sector itself is strong and that the peop those organizations can really advance their missions? I mean, that's ultimately what we're trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, so we understand that there's a lot of nonprofits that could use the service and support. I'm wondering, uh, our listening audience, can you guess how many nonprofit organizations are operating in the metro Milwaukee area? You might be surprised. So when we return, we'll learn more about how the nonprofits can use nonprofit lift specifically. So stay with us, and we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's philanthropic community, brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach, and I'm continuing my discussion with Christy Luzar from the Urban Economic Development Association, or UEDA, and Rob Meeksons from the Nonprofit Academy of Wisconsin, or NAWE. So uh, let's talk nonprofit lift at the resource level. So first of all, I want to answer the question before the break, uh, how many nonprofits are actually operating in the metro Milwaukee area. Anyone? Anyone? Do, 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 do. There are just over 10,000 nonprofit organizations between Milwaukee and Waukesha County. So there are lots of people, lots of organizations that can be using this resource. So tell us then, either one of you or both of you, you know, what will people find when they visit nonprofitlift.org? What we're trying to create, at least initially, and that's just, you know, where it all started, is a one-stop resource for capacity building for nonprofits. So if they want to learn information about consultants, if they want to find information about how to start a nonprofit, how to sustain a nonprofit, this is a site they can go to and they will find connections to the information they're looking for. 
right? So it's really a way to curate a lot of the resources out there. Like anybody could do a Google search, but it's overwhelming. Yeah. If you are a director or a program person at a small nonprofit and you're like, I need to help find help find some help with X, Y, or Z, you know, you could go there and get this curated list. You know, so our resources for running or starting a nonprofit are categorized by those very topics we talked about earlier, financial management, human resources, strategic planning, data, lots of data, because those are there's tons of information out there. And so people can use that to just at least give a place to start. We don't want to recreate the wheel um, or reinvent the wheel, if you will. We want to really connect people to resources that are already available, that are vetted, trusted. They can get good information and be connected to resources and people that can help them. Okay. Well, why would you say it's important to connect nonprofits to consultant expertise? One of the main things is that we do. So what we have is a consultant directory. And that's the thing that Christy had said earlier was on the wish list. All of us had it on the top of our bucket list was we really, really, really want a directory of consultants. Um, the tendency in the past had always been for nonprofits to call each other up and say, hey, who do you know who does strategic planning? Or who do you know who does HR work? And so the cycle of people that were being used was actually always very small, very tight. Uh, if you call Rob, you know, I know X number of consultants that I could, could connect you to. If you call Christy, she knows X number. With this directory, you have the ability to find consultants that you would not otherwise have found. We can begin to promote consultants of color, consultants of different abilities, and be able to broaden the base of who the nonprofits can get access to. Right. And so in the narrows, you know, I would say, you know, this has been around for, I mean, I've been at UWIDA for 16 years, and I've been hearing for this need for just as long as that. Up until recently, was there even the software, the technology to do this easily? Before, it was like this conversation about how to build a directory website and what that would look like. But now you can get services that help you categorize and make listings easier. And so we had this directory that we were able to set up and reach out to our network of consultants. So not just us, not just Christie's group, not just Rab's group, but all of those intermediaries we work with. And then those consultants said, you know, sent it to their other consultant colleagues. And now there's over 80? I thought 75. 75. I at it this morning. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's um, wonderful. Listed. And I think marketing, IT, um, financial management, strategic planning, those are all... HR, the what areas where they just struggle. They don't have those departments. They don't have a marketing department. They might not even have a person that does that. But they need someone to help them create a new brochure or do videography or storytelling, photography for an event. You know, there's lots of ways that people can be listed on there in the different categories. And what's interesting is it's reaching beyond Milwaukee and, and mm-hmm. the immediate Milwaukee metro area. I got an email this morning from Nonprofit Lift. Somebody had reached out to me from Madison. Oh, okay. Asking for organizational help. Right. So, so right now your your uh, uh, consul- your list of consultants are in this area specifically. Largely, we are not pushing anybody away. We are okay. actively recruiting from the greater Milwaukee area. But if somebody comes in from outside and they're willing to work with nonprofits in the greater Milwaukee ar- area, because you can do it virtually these sure, days. So far, sure. go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, and it sounds like a great, uh, great resource. What would you say is the key feature? I think the directory really is like it's, okay. I, I can't even say this enough. Like how much of a wish list item this has been for nonprofits in the area. Like 
just to be able to access that. I use it myself, like when I'm talking to other groups, I say, oh, who, who does this now? You know, I don't know. Um, but also just that list of resources. I mean, Rob and uh, like Bryce, we Ben, even from Jobs That Help, like we all sort of went out as far as we could. What do we know out that's in this category that would be a good resource? What have we found? And now we've been able to hire with some funding support with United Way, a support associate who can help the consultants improve their profiles and um, think about what other resources should we be adding to the website and things like that. So there's really two main features of the website, and both are awesome. So I want to clarify, because uh, I'm thinking, gee, I could this would be a great resource for me too. You know, I, I'm guessing that I've interviewed a number of organizations that you that you have worked with, but so this the directory is actually people that are providing the service to nonprofits, but it could yeah. also be a nonprofit, correct yes. or no? So the nonprofit academy is one of the consultants on that list. Okay, right. so they're going to find a mix. Yes, yes. yeah, mostly. They're independent business owners, I would say, Mostly, for the yeah. most part. But okay. yeah, there's also um, nonprofits that provide these very same services. Um, like I've contracted with some myself because it fits in our sector to do that. But yeah, we've had this conversation, you know, as our group, like, okay, well, how do we know that that group is appropriate to be listed there, right? Like, you know, you could have anybody doing that. But, you know, the idea is that we have a group of us collaborating where we can vet this to make sure that, again, this is a curated list of resources. So if they reach out to that consultant or that that web link that we have, they know that it's something that will help them. Okay. So we have a disability rights organization, for example, that registered themselves as a consultant. And we went, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> Are they really consulting? And we kind of said, well, yeah, they can help nonprofits think through how to be more open to people with alternative abilities. So, yeah, let's... Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's okay. accept them. Well, what do you see as next steps then? You know, that could actually be one of your next steps is that maybe you open it up a little bit more to your uh, uh, your databases expanding. But wh what would you say would be the next steps for nonprofit lift? Well, we just had a session about it. I don't know. What was your takeaway mm -hmm. from that session, Christy? You know, it was good. So we actually had this, um, now that we have our support person, to help us think through, like, what is it that we're really trying to accomplish with a nonprofit lift? Like, the short-term goal was to get this you know, really a replacement for that vacuum, if you will, that was left with the center closing, right? So it's this place where we can send groups to go to. Um, so what do we want to do with that now, right? So what is the, and I think a lot of it's around how do we then promote this resource and to who? Um, what does that look like? Who do we partner with on that? Um, so thinking through that a little bit, what kind of resources we want to put into that. Um, and then also how do we support the consultants on the site? Because there's such an important part of providing that expertise to support these organizations. And so we want them to be better at what they're doing, too. And so we think maybe a future next step could be where we convene these consultants, just like we convene our nonprofits to sort of say, how are you working with these groups? What are you learning from them? Like, are there any, is there anything we should be doing together in a collaborative way? Mm -hmm. Because as they work with different clients, they are learning just as much as we would be working them the same way. Yeah. And I yeah. think another thing that we talked about was doing some asset mapping mm -hmm. and really figuring out what are the services that are readily available to nonprofits and where are the obvious gaps. Right. And if we can do that kind of mapping, we can then begin to figure out how do we fill those gaps. Right. Okay. Like maybe we're weak in a certain area for consulting. You know, maybe it's accounting or finance. And so maybe we reach out and say, does anybody know any good people doing X, Y, or Z? Maybe we should have them be part of this directory. Okay. Well, 
we talked about a lot of different things today. We filled our four segments here with lots of good information. Uh, if you had one thing you'd like to share with the audience as a takeaway or a call to action, what, what would that be? Engage. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Very simply put. Get involved. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we talk, Rob talked earlier about, you know, how actually nonprofits really, most of their income really comes from not from contributions, but from earned income contracts and things like that. And the work that we do, we really need good people to be involved with these groups, whether it's as a volunteer or a board member. And, you know, we increasingly organizations are moving to that more collaborative approach with board and staff. And so we really need people who are just willing to give time, talent, and treasure, right? That's the constant phrase you hear. Mm -hmm. And your talents could be anything. Like maybe you're really good at coordinating people. So you'd be great board member to help some figure out a volunteer thing. Like how do we get more volunteers to do this one event? Um, I, you know, we really try to work with executive directors and program staff about drilling down to really specific ways that people can help. But I think volunteering and becoming a board member and serving in that way is a huge thing that you can do. Okay. Absolutely. Same thing. And if you're uh, somebody who's out there who has some expertise and some time, think about volunteering because this there is this staffing shortage mm-hmm. that's out there. So maybe you can bridge a gap at a nonprofit or go to the directory and put your name in there as somebody who can help. Oh, sure. Yeah. Maybe. As a consultant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I think it's important that we put out there your contact information one last time before you, you leave us today. Um, so, Christy, can you give the contact information for the Urban Economic Development Association and then, Rob, uh, share the contact information for Nonprofit Academy of Wisconsin? Sure. So, UEDA's website is uedawi.org. Our phone number is 414-562-9904. We are in the office most days. Um, so it is a great way to get a hold of us. Awesome. Uh, the Nonprofit Academy's website is www.npawi.org. And email is info at npawi.org. And that's the easiest way to get a hold of us. And if you are a nonprofit or a consultant who is interested in the nonprofit lift idea, it's exactly that. It's www.nonprofitlift.org. Well, that's simple. That's simple. <laughs> well, thank you both for all the ways that you support the nonprofit sector and the community at large, uh, the contribution and the impact you and actually all the nonprofits are in our community make may or may not be recognized by everyone, but we sure want you to know that we see you and that we appreciate the work that you do. So thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I found a great quote from the National Council of Nonprofits that expresses our thoughts so well, and it says, Nonprofits embody the best spirit and values of our nation. They turn our beliefs into action as promoters of democracy, champions of the common good, incubators of innovation, laboratories of leadership, protectors of taxpayers, responders in times of trouble, stimulators of the economy, and weavers of community fabric. You would be hard-pressed to find anyone who has not been touched in some way by a nonprofit organization, whether they knew it or not. So well said, right? So thank you to my guest today and every nonprofit guest that we've had on the show already or will be having in the future. If you'd like further information about what we talked about today, or if you'd like to be considered as a guest on the show, you can email me at jill at ellenbecker.com, or you can call our office at 262-691-5000.
3200. So join us next Sunday morning at 10 to learn more about the ways people and organizations are contributing to making our community better in a variety of ways. You can tune into News Talk 1130 on your radio, or you can go to newstalk1130.com on your computer, or you can listen on your cell phone via the iHeartRadio app. I encourage you to visit our website at ellenbecker.com to listen to previously aired shows, or you can now listen on demand at Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcast. So my call to action would be uh, if you have a particular skill set or a talent or a resource that you can provide someone, like someone in need, for example, or some place in need, like a nonprofit serving an underserved population, decide how you could do that and then take action. Taking action is the most important part. It's, it's one thing to say that you were moved by the inspirational and impactful information and the stories we share, but it's quite another to actually do something about it. Remember, imperfect action is better than perfect procrastination. The smallest gesture, the smallest gift can make a huge impact on the recipient. Anything you do, any way that you can give of yourself through your time, your talents, or your resources is always appreciated. Be that person that embodies the best spirit and the values of our nation. Be a part somehow of that 1.3 million charitable nonprofits that feed, heal, shelter, educate, nurture, and inspire people of every age, gender, race, and socioeconomic status from coast to coast, border to border, and beyond. Find a way to be a blessing and give a blessing. Thank you for listening, and have a great day.